Braxton has learned, or what? What's his name? Uh, he not Braxton. We give every every producer a nickname. Who was he? Channing. I'm gonna call him a scholar. Yeah, he's a scholar oh, now. We, he did um, just get academic honors on, at TSU. So we should clap it up. I mean, what is TSU though? Oh, go, go, go. Oh, <laughs> damn. Wait, hold on. You can't say that yet because we gotta introduce you. We gotta oh, introduce okay. you. I'm sorry. I couldn't help. Damn so it, far. man. Yeah, that hurt. That we denouncing HBCUs hurt, up here. Yeah, you know what no, I'm saying. Just TSU. Oh, you went to PV. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You went to PV. Okay, 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 okay. I understand that. And UTSA, but we're gonna get into his backstory here in a little bit. You know, or UTEP, right? Texas El Paso. Yeah, okay. So we're gonna get into his backstory. But one. Um, before we get started, what you say? This 188. 189. 189. Episode 189 of the Poor Horseman Podcast. We are um missing our brother JC today. But he had Casey out there um, running in the park, and yeah. somehow you won the race. Yeah, somehow. There first couldn't have been off, no athletes out there. First off, <laughs> hold up. There couldn't have been no, no wait, athletes wait, out there. Wait, first off, when people always get on me because I got like 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 skinny legs and like a bigger upper body, I can't. First off, you don't really have a big upper body. Like, I let's, do. Let's be honest. But you like my legs. On, you ain't, you I like wish you I had like big. But you're you know, acting like you just cock diesel. And no, really I ain't not. saying like I'm you're cock really diesel, not. but like I got like a runner's legs. That's fair. And that's because I used to be a runner. You know, when growing up, you had to play two sports and people play football and basketball. I ran cross country. We got someone else who did that here in a little bit. And, that ran track And it wasn't and like football. I shied away from football, especially in middle school, because in middle school, I actually wanted to play, but they never threw the ball. They always used to just run it like running back. You gotta get on. You can't be on the mic. Just oh, he, he, see, he had already yeah. ready to jump. They never, they never throw the ball. So I never. I was like, I'm not gonna go out there and just be blocking and shit. I'm about to go run cross country. That's gonna help me in basketball, and that's what I always did. And I always became a long distance runner until I stopped. But yesterday I did it, and I'm still sore today. I'm hurting, but I finished in first. You know what I'm saying? 5K, 26 minutes, and I literally rolled out of bed. My wife is here to attest to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. You feel me? <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. All right. But we got a, a special guest today. So um, I, I don't know where we should start with our introduction because I've watched some interviews, read about his story. Um, we could say he's a two sport athlete, superstar athlete out of Houston. Two sport. We could say that he is um, ushering in a new era of R&B here in Houston as well. We could say he the Houston hook king also, because if a rapper want to make sure that his hooks are the way they need to be, they probably going to call this brother here. But without further ado, Mr. Freeman, please introduce yourself to our audience, please. I think you did it, man. My name is Jack Freeman, Houston, yeah. Texas, aka Captain Hook, aka aka Watch for the Hook, aka aka. I don't have that many AKs. I'm just, Jack Freeman. I'm just Jack Freeman. I'm here. You know, thank you guys for having me, man. Nah, man, you know, man. We you. we wanted to get this done. Shout out to um, Tanisha for helping us facilitate this. Also, mm-hmm. Tanisha um, I, is one of the greatest people I know. Straight up, we agree with that. Is, we definitely agree. She, she's our um, drunk facilitator on the pod, so we just gonna get you drunk without her today. She was my drunk facilitator in New Orleans for a very long time. 
Okay. 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 Before she moved here. Yeah. So when she moved here, I actually, you know, the thing about Tanisha, I saw her more when she lived in New Orleans than she did. We didn't see that in like three months at least. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Tanisha, man. She is absolutely the drunk facilitator. No doubt. For no doubt. No doubt. So, so we just want to get right into it, brother. Let's like, I want to get into your sports history first because uh-huh. we talk a lot of sports on this pod. Generally, we yeah. go to a basketball question. One of our basketball questions would be, and we're going to do it with football and track with you instead. Okay. So generally, one of our basketball questions would I be. I do basketball too, but go ahead. Oh, oh, you can hope. I mean, I I have a nice jump shot. I did not get past 5'8", so I just stopped playing basketball, and it really wasn't my passion like that. Gotcha. But I, I I watch a lot of basketball. I know bat- my brother was a basketball player. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah. so, so we're going to ask the three-part question then. Uh-huh. So the first one would be our normal question. Mm-hmm. If you were in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. who would your game be like? My game? Uh, probably probably Dame. I would probably be Dame. That nice thing. Shooter. Yeah, I was like a like mainly just because I like his game the most. Nah, you gotta and be who? Who would your game be? Who you, who you, you playing like? right you now? Mean, if you hooping right now. Ah uh, shit! If I'm if I get out there and I hoop right now, I'm probably it because I'm just small. <laughs> okay. I was saying um, I, I never so, seen you hoop before. Yeah, but I was just gonna say I'll give you Brunson. From the the Mavs. Dallas Mavericks. Oh, he's nice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I feel like you'll be yeah, like, like a feisty defender and a facilitator, and you can make the shot when I can it comes do to those you. things. I I really can jump. I can jump because because you got the track background. I just was I was just a jumper for whatever reason, but I'm a two footed jumper. I'm not a one. Okay, one okay, jumper. okay. So like, um, but I could jump. I think my vertical in college was like thirty four. Okay, that was like a, that was like a freshman when they when we did that. But like, but like. I would probably just try to model my game a little bit more after Dame. Like Dame doesn't seem to exude a lot of energy doing what he does. He mm. paces you. Yeah, he paces himself a little bit. Yeah. And I'm really fast too. So like, um, so like maybe Dame, probably a little bit of Russell Westbrook too. Uh, so ruining the Lakers the season then, huh? Just getting the Lakers out the playoffs. Man, so you put it all. Yeah, yeah. You just, just like the whites. Rest, huh? you just like actually them. putting That's it on crazy. Brown, too, though. Just this. like so, the whites. I am white. So is this the same question for <laughs> no, uh, so for football? If what? you were on the football field right Fuck. now, who would you be? Two years My, at UTEP, right? Yeah. Okay. I was a slot. So I would I was um a very fast version of Edelman. I was okay. a very, like, I I was, so that, like, with Welker and Edelman and Amendola, like those guys right there, they're not fast guys at all. Mm-hmm. They're, they're probably they're like four, six guys. Yeah. I was a four, three guy doing the same thing they was doing. Shit, okay. So I had the routes um, and I could catch anything. Okay. Your route so, running was good? Yeah, my route running was really, really good. Yeah. Um, especially being a smaller guy, like I had to get around guys. So sure, like, sure. um, and and in the slot, I was always running in the linebackers, which th- that was a bad idea. But um, and I and I moved out of play split. Like I ran, I played X for a little while too. Okay. Played the Z, you know. But I mean, with that speed, that would help. Yeah, yeah that would help. Yeah. yeah, but they um, a couple of teams wanted me to play corner in college, and I was not with mm-hmm. that. So yeah, because then you got to come down here and tackle running backs when they break that. 
Well, also, a lot of people don't understand it's the hardest position in the league. Without question. It's the hardest position on the field. That's like Willie Beeman when he was like, you had some uh, you had some coaches labeled me a yeah. corner, had me playing separated my shoulder, and yeah. that took away years of my career. I so, yeah, I'm, I'm out here to get mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, uh, funny story, I was getting recruited to Arkansas, and uh, they were getting ready to run a, a spread offense with a uh, with, uh, quarterback. Uh, no, uh, Mitch Mustaine. Was oh, there Mitch and uh, Coach Malzahn was there. Gus Malzahn. Oh, Malzahn ended okay, up going yeah. to Harbor and winning the national championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years later, but um, Houston Nutt. I found out later on that Houston Nutt, the he- the head coach, did not want to run a spread. Okay. Uh, okay. Mostly because he had three running backs, and those running backs were Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, and Peyton, Peyton Hillis. Yeah. And they yeah. wanted to run a pro style. And when you know anything about college sports, they'll offer based on what they need. need. So yep. like if they if they run a three, four, they're gonna offer a lot of more linebackers than they would defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. If they or if they run a spread, they're gonna offer a lot more wide receivers than they would running backs. Yeah. So they were basically like, look, if we run a spread, we're gonna we're gonna have maybe 10 to 15 guys at wide receiver, but we're not. So we're probably gonna travel maybe four, or five receivers. Uh, so if you just say you'll play corner, yeah, then we'll that's, offer that's you. That's the hustle. Yeah, that's the. But hustle. see, when I when I when I graduated, my graduating class was uh, at wide receiver. It was Des Bryant, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was 07 with me? It was uh, it was quite a few guys. It was guys I had never even heard of in, in Cali, mm-hmm. and it was just Texas. Like we were in Texas, so like Desmond Briscoe, all of these yeah. guys. Like we yeah. was like, and I'm just looking at these guys, and they're all oversized wide receivers. They're six three, six four. I'm five eight, and I'm not trying to learn a new position at this point and yep. playing the SEC. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they wanted me to play corner, and that's why I didn't go to Arkansas. Makes well, yeah, you graduated high school. 07. I mean, I was saying, what what high school did you go to? I went to South Falls. South Falls. Oh, okay. Yeah, South Falls. So you RG three was in your class. RG three was 08. Oh, oh okay, I, yeah. I ran against R, R, RG in summer track, though. Okay, so we'll talk track now. Yeah. If you were to pick a event in the Olympics, what would you have runner. been running for? I was a 400 runner. I At 5'8"? Yeah. Wow, I was, okay. Uh, I was, I was, I could run every sprint. Mm-hmm. I could run everything from the one to the eight. But my PR in the 100 wasn't good enough to really just like, I mean, if I worked at it, maybe, but gotcha. like, uh, gotcha. I was, I think I was like a 10, 500. Uh, what was your 400 best? 400. My PR open was 47, seven. I ran that my, oh, high, my sophomore year. And I ran a, my split was 46, three. Yeah. So the 1600 yeah. is the mile, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what they had me do. I did it one time and I was in second to last place going into the last lap because I thought I had my timing right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. 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 And so I like sprinted the entire last lap and I finished in third place Yeah. and literally almost had to get an ambulance call. Yeah, no, no. It's not. I almost died. I didn't run. I did (laughs) not run. So that was crazy. It was, I I could run a 10-5. I ran a 4340. I ran about a 21-1-200. I was a 47 46, 400 runner, but I also ran a 155 and an eight. 
Damn. So like I, I could Sub do two and eight. Yeah, because my coach made me run eight hundreds to get in shape for the four hundred. So why didn't you try to pursue like okay? Sure, so for people crazy. out there who don't know track numbers, uh-huh. that's those are it's very good high school numbers. Yo, those yeah. are crazy yeah. high school mm. numbers. Why why didn't you pursue that in college versus football then? Because I um so uh for those that are not if you got kids that are being recruited in two sports um. The rule in the NCAA is that if you play football and you run track, any school that you go to on scholarship has to be a football scholarship and not a track scholarship. Hmm. They only give 12.6 scholarships. So there's a lot of guys on, on a track team that have partial scholarships. So did UTEP give you uh They gave me the football scholarship. Okay. But the problem when you when you go on the football scholarship is that- They don't that want you to run track. They don't want you to. Yeah. But they tell you that you can if you if that's they what's going to appease you, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, that's the that's the rule, though, because of Title IX and the and the, uh, the allotment of scholarships, because mm. they give uh, Division I A schools all give 85 football scholarships. So there's 85 guys on scholarship. Um, and that's any school. Mm-hmm. Um track gives 12 and a half so there's no reason to be on a full track scholarship when you could just occupy the football money without mm-hmm. question right. so yeah. and that also doesn't really make a lot of uh it's unfair to women as well because there's no sport that gives 85 scholarships for women mm-hmm. right so um the the problem with me was i wanted to play both sports and most schools that are recruited me for track said do you just want to run track because if not, then we have to go talk to the football coaches. Of course, to get um, that clearance. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky was around trying to get me to to come run track for them. Uh, when when Arkansas ended up not offering me, the track coach called me and wanted me to just do that. I had a few track offers. Uh, U of H uh, was one. Um, that was before Carl though. And Leroy was the coach. Uh, Leroy, Leroy was Leroy there. Leroy was the coach then. Yeah, Carl yeah. was like a consultant, I believe. Yep. He what? He didn't become a, a assistant coach until, until like yeah. 2016. He's a yeah. coach now. He's the He's assistant a, coach. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, so um, and uh, they ended up U of H. Both both uh, sports actually were recruiting me and a guy named Tyrone Carrier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tyrone Carrier went to Worthing. We played the exact same position. And um, so if you know U of H's lineage, they had Donnie Avery yep. one year, they had Vincent Marshall. So he was their guy. And I would have been that guy if, you know, I had gotten the scholarship instead of Tyrone. But Tyrone ended up going on the football scholarship, running, doing really well at U of H. He's a coach now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the, that was the issue is that they um, that's why I didn't play both sports, because Mike Price, the head coach at UTEP uh, and his sons, Came to my house after I after I committed, and they said we have no problem with you running track. And then you I get there, there <laughs> I red shirt, and then they say, "Well, yeah, we went four and eight. We don't really want y'all running track." I was like, "No, y'all went four and eight. Yeah, you went on the team. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was. I just practiced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did everything Straight you asked up. me to do. But they, um, you know, and that's. I mean, you know, they do a lot of things. You know, to kind of put you in, you know, make you feel like you're in danger of losing your scholarship yeah. and all that stuff. But we had a lot of guys on our team that ran track. A guy named Donald Buckram, who obviously went to Castle, he went to Coppers Cove with RG3. Um, uh, my guy Tough, Tough uh, was a long jumper, I believe, a triple jumper, I believe. We had a few guys that was on the team that could mm-hmm. really run. Uh, and you know, and UTEP was a legendary track program. Like, okay. um. Okay couple Olympians that they had over there. I would have loved to run for Coach Kitchens, but I, I just didn't get a chance. What's to. that movie with Omar Epps? He running the track? Uh, the program. Oh, 
No higher learning. Higher learning. That's right. He gets shot by, or no, who gets shot Ty by? Uh, shot. I love Omar Epps, but Omar Epps plays a bad athlete in every time, in every movie. That what he other plays. movie was he an athlete in? Uh, he was loving basketball. basketball. The program. Uh, the program. The program. Uh, he was in a baseball movie too, I believe. Uh, no, he was, no, that was no, Wesley Snipes. No, he was. He was. He, 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 he replaced Wesley Snipes in Major League Two. Oh yes, I never saw Major I never League saw Two. I didn't even know that happened. Wesley Snipes was in uh, Major League. Omar Epps is a four-year letterman in in movie. Sports movies, yeah, he, is, he, he, he has everything. He, everything he, he played everything. four sport Letterman. That's crazy. He played he track, football, football, track, football track, baseball, 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 and basketball. And basketball. And basketball. So he did every sport. Yep. Yeah. And none of them, y'all say he was a good. Athlete. He's probably a bit of a better hooper, unless they used the body double. Nah, his. In baseball, he did real good. Yeah. It just wasn't. Everybody loved Wesley Snipes in Major League. But see, I never saw Major League too. I never even know. You know what I'm saying? But that that's what it was. Is that though. when yeah. Wesley got hit with the taxes? No, Wesley was like a, a mega star. Point. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, I'm is that after Blade shit. Trinity? Maybe no, and it probably wasn't the same. It was way before all that shit. It was like after White Man Can't Jump and yeah, stuff. It's like 90s, but I don't, 90s. I don't remember Major League Two. Yo, I'm drawing see, what a happens, I what never happens with that. the what happens with the franchise. That's like 95, 96. Yeah, what like happens that. with the franchise a lot of times is the producers, uh, the the studio will they own the franchise. So true, they, true. they're going to do the sequel whether the director is there or not. Without it, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that's how it ends up happening. That's how, they did that to Fast no, for a this while. Is, yeah. This is what, this is around the time when Wesley started doing them Passenger 57s and yeah, like yeah, he was the headliner. He was the headliner. Money train. Yeah, he was King Dark. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'm not yeah. going back what to this that, shit. Uh, uh, Murder at 1600. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was King Dark. That movie, the movie with... Was it the one with um always been on black? The one with um <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, uh, not the fugitive. Uh, damn, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I, know I know exactly what you're talking about too. Like, I can't, yeah, think, I can't think of the uh, name. That someone, movie. Someone, someone Google that for us while yeah, we think. No, no, just, was, just Google. Man, that movie uh, goes so hard, uh, bro. Wesley Snipes got a got a that movie. He might be the greatest black actor that didn't get his due because of that. What was that goddamn movie called? Man, and there was some. Uh, it's gonna kill me. I bet if Wesley Snipes would have slapped Chris Rock, he'd have knocked him out. Because Wesley Snipes got that. Wesley that Snipes had a karate. He had a karate yeah, background yeah, before. Blade. That's what I'm he would have knocked also, Chris Rock out. Also, y'all missing the the biggest credit, the bad uh, movie. Tu Wang Fu. No, the <laughs> bad, the bad Michael Jackson video. Oh yeah, he oh, was. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a, that's the one right but, there. But that ain't no movie though. It's a video. It is to Michael Jackson. It was. Michael Jackson it was a did a 12 minute movie. He did used to make videos, though. Yeah. Like with yeah. movies for real. Like yeah. he really did. That boy was a gang member. <laughs> All right, so let's get into <laughs> U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals. Yes. U.S. Marshals. I was a good movie. I wasn't going to allow myself to do that. Phil, can you give us the breakdown of U.S. Marshals, brother? No, no, you I never can't. seen U.S. Marshals. See, what movie have you seen of Wesley Snipes? Oh, I seen most of Wesley Snipes movies, but not U.S. He got a lot of movies. You got to watch that shit. Like US that's Marshals that's a movie you have US to Marshall. watch. Okay. I'm, I'm personally telling you, this is I'm a great ass movie. No comedy, no superheroes. This is this but is. But they are great. acting like superheroes though. U.S. like superheroes. In U.S. Marshals, they are acting like superheroes. It ain't that I don't like them. He doesn't like anything. He gotcha. not into the gotcha. mark. Well, gotcha. My son is. So yeah, I'm gotcha. learning. I'm okay. Learning. What have you learned, though? We let's take a moment. Well, what well, have you learned? Well, well, let me tell y'all a quick story, real quick. So my son <laughs> is playing basketball. I'll let y'all know. So um, he has games on Tuesday. So my game and this my, my 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 son and this other child was on the court, and they were talking noise to each other. I could visibly see him talking noise to my son. 
So I'm looking at my son's reaction to see what he's doing, right? And I keep seeing him do his wrist at this kid. So I'm looking around. I'm like, what the hell is this, this man doing? So they let the kids rotate in and out the game. How old is so, he, by the way? Seven. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so he goes to the sideline. I run over there. Hey, man, what, what's going on? Dad, my superpower's not working. I say, say, hey, hey, listen, man. That shit don't work on the basketball court. He like, Dad, don't underestimate me. It's going to come. I'm like, no. I not going to come, I man. I got to get 20 and 10. <laughs> you get 20, 20 and 10. Son. I say, that's, that works after you get off the basketball court. You have to actually play defense. So I blame KC, JC, and LP. Don't blame me. I, for this I, Marvel shit. And my son thinking that he can put somebody in a well oh, on the shit. basketball court. Because I didn't teach him that shit. shit. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I let him do it. I you let him you definitely let him do but it you before know the game. It, you know what it is, I though. do let him do it to Okay, me. It's so it's the, your fault. You should have stopped it then. It's the but com- he watched the podcast. It's he the said, confusion factor, though. <laughs> What's that? It's the confusion factor. While I'm dribbling, if somebody try to spin, I'm like, nah. Wait, wait. My, and then my you daughter steal plays. No, you steal the ball. My daughter plays basketball. And if any kid ever did this, I'm dribble around him and score. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm yeah. gonna say. Do, and Cook laugh. His ass. And Cook laugh his on ass. the way when when he does that and wonder why it's not working. Yeah. Laugh at him. That's I what I'm gonna say. I, if I was a kid at that, and I was a terrible kid, by the way. So my background, I was a terrible kid. Okay. All right. And so he's a terrible adult too. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm a semi-terrible adult. You know what I'm saying? I'm a great husband, great father, semi-terrible husband. Terrible. You know, you know Mike Mike Tyson. <laughs> say, I'm, a, I'm a semi-good father. Semi-good father. <laughs> Semi is a good ratio yeah. though to me. But yeah. so when I was a kid, I would have Definitely had some witty shit. Yeah, I just spun your bitch. I would have I been terrible. Yeah. I would have talked shit you seem terrible. at seven. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah. we got to get into our brother's origin story, though, because there's a lot. Go ahead. Going into his origin story, I just want to say this. This guy was like a, this like at the, the, the highest peak popularity of Twitter. It was around this guy. He had like a Twitter following. That was like second but to nothing. Off Twitter now, but yeah, we went look. He, I looked. What? What? Okay, we gonna talk about that. He, 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 he. I went look. He, I did too. Okay, like literally, if there was trending topics in Houston, it was probably behind this. You dude. got oh, banned wow. too, didn't you? I did, and and my new one is is like really nothing, but I like it like that because I don't permanently have permanently banned. No, I got uh, sus- they they took my account. Oh no, I'm permanently banned. Damn it, man. Oh, we need to hear this story. I do. <laughs> but I, I'm giving to get, like, the, the, the viewers. This man would, like, have trending topics. He, anything that was going on, he had a spin around it. What was your Twitter? I am Jack, I am Jack Freeman. Freeman. No, it was uh, underscore Jack Freeman. Underscore. Okay. Oh, okay. So. Because I wanted the Jack Freeman win, and it was a person that never posted anything. A white. Started a company. It was a white. It was a white newbie and king. White man. <laughs> a white. White man. That's how you just got You ain't got to say You just got to say white. <laughs> so. Stay woke. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Let's no, get to the origin of I'm, go, I'm going into it. So, seeing that, and then where he at now, I feel totally betrayed because. When we had the uh, the uh, fashion boutique week, yes, he was there. Yes, he, he he like nobody really heard it, but I heard it, and that's why I always knew to keep him in ear of bringing him on. When we did the June twenty seventh yes. freestyle, he started singing, 
and nobody Shout really came. Yeah, I remember and that. And I remember that shit, and I got live. And then um, he was, like, you know, he had the the, the Gorin Brothers. Mm -hmm. Am I saying it right? Gorin. Gorin Brothers. He had the Gorin Brothers hat on. Shout you out know, to Gorin Brothers. Up. Holla at us, too. The Gorin Brothers. So knowing his ass was going to be here today, I thought I was going to go in my R&B stees. Yeah, you dressed like Silk in 97. My man dressed up. <laughs> you my did man. this for me? You did this for me? Yeah, I'm like, yo. I'm like, he dressed I, my, like my there's clothes. a meeting in his bedroom. Yeah, my, <laughs> my clothes. My clothes that I wore is over there. I had on some regular stuff. Uh, and like, I was like, I know we got the R&B crooner. I, I put my buttons out. You know what I'm saying? I got like the chest on. I don't make you. Know man. Man. My man dressed like. <laughs> he dressed like us. He dressed like like us, yeah, I'm like, right. You the one that came dressed like Casey and JoJo. I got the, reunion. I, I like those shoes. I do like those shoes. Nike blazers. You know what I'm saying? What made the shift from athletics to music? And could you always sing? Was it was it that you just never really put any attention to it, focus? Because I think I was watching somewhere earlier, you said that you really didn't really get started till like 2009. So, yeah. so what, what, from all of that athletic background, when did you start diving into the music? So I, I always knew I could sing. I was probably like maybe six when I knew, but um, at that time when you're a kid, you don't really understand that like you could use your brain for so many different things. Mm. And so, um, but we are conditioned to just pick one thing, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We I are. Mean, I we mean, really are. Coaches will tell you to pick one sport. Yes, mm -hmm. um, specialize. Which I totally discourage that, um, unless the sport is track, because you have to run all the time. My daughter runs three days a week with Texas Storm. Wow. Texas Storm was around. Was a new team when I started. Running. Okay, well, she runs yeah. every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They run three days a week. Man. Um, I, I, so like when it came to, to sports, I just never really felt like, like I've always loved music because my family is, you know, in one way or another, they're just into music. Like my dad could sing, my sister could sing, mm -hmm. my brother just, you know, is a big music fan mm -hmm. and my mom appreciates really good music as well. Both of my parents were actually, um, in the church choir. You know, my sister was in the choir and all that stuff. So um, I just went full steam ahead as an athlete and just, you know, that was just my thing. So I didn't even really bother to really do anything. But then I learned in high school that girls like singers. They do like musicians. And then so, um, straight up. And that was cool. And then I got so what happened at UTEP was that I just woke up one day and I literally said, I don't want to play basketball football anymore. And I was like, I'm after I'm two done. years, after two years, um, I took the the Christmas holiday to um, to think about it. And then I went back and I told them I didn't want to play anymore. My parents were supportive of that. And um, at that time, I was like, well, I know how to sing. Sure. I think I know how to write a song. And I'd never written a song before in my life. Now, in in theory, I had known, I figured out that I probably was writing songs because I was one of those people that used to be in high school and like make up, take songs and make up songs 
like about food or whatever. You was freestyling. You freestyling. freestyling, but I, yeah. but I had like lyrics. With okay, shit. so like it was like, um, basically, remember. Remember how you used to wake up in 97.9 Beyond? And What's they used to up, sing the, y'all? What you yeah, got to say? Oh, no, it was, it, was, it was when they used to sing the HISD lunch menu. I don't, uh, I don't so even it'd be like J Mac and Mad Hatter, and they'd be like, "Ooh, for lunch, for lunch, for lunch." Oh yeah, Ooh, I do remember tell that. Tell me what's for lunch. Yeah, I remember and so, that. Like, I used to do that uh, at school. Uh, Yo, Houston is a wild place. Yeah, man. I do I remember that. Now that he said that shit, I used to be like, uh, <clears throat> like one of the ones I used to like, gravy, mashed potatoes, cornbread, and gravy. You know, I was doing that shit in high school, right? So I just wait, wait, hold on. Let's let's take a second. You said the girls like that. <laughs> they liked it. Oh, they loved it. It was crazy because they just thought it was, you know, because girls like funny, funny guys. True, yeah. true, you know true, what I mean? true. So, um, Shit, I need to get me a gravy flip then for yeah. when Pam Greer come around. And then every now and then, you know, you know, we all like, we all was freestyling. Like okay. I'm, you know, I'm from like the Inwood area. Like, okay. You're from the North side. I'm from the North side. Okay. So like, okay. like the first Wish a House CD was North Side 11 that I had. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like every, like I was always, you know, everybody tried to freestyle at for some sure, point, right? Sure. So um, as I got to making music, I was like, I think I can, I know how to write a song. That doesn't really seem that hard. Mm. And, but then I was like, I'm a, I'm kind of like my, the things I know I can do sound delusional to other people. Gotcha. Right. Like but- I, I really be like, I could do that. Every time, every time I've ever done something, I said, I could do that. When I was four, I was watching football and I said, I could do that. And (laughs) that's reasonable though. Yeah. That's reasonable. When I started running track, I was like, I think I I could do that. I'm fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and nobody really, I I had, I had family that just was never really good at telling me that I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like they were never oh, going to be sure. the ones that was like, nah, Jack, like you probably should chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they thought I could do everything. Like my I got, parents, a, I got a aunt Francis that prevented me from getting Cartier glasses for a lot of my life. And I'm looking at you through them hoes right now. Aunt Francis, you couldn't prevent this shit for the life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Aunt Francis, you know what I'm saying? The Cartier's is on. They told she told you couldn't get no Cartier's. First off, she was a hater. My cousin, my cousin Bernard had some Cartier's and went to uh, prison for life, and she wouldn't let me take his. Kind of story is this? Wow. Yeah, that's his mom. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I understand. Terrible story. Francis. Yeah, in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? So, on Francis, you know what I'm saying? Do, do Shout out to you because you motivated this. You know what I'm saying? Stop all that hating. <laughs> you a hater, on uh, Francis. So, so you always knew you Shit. was flipping songs when you was in high school. Mm-hmm. Decided football wasn't the thing. You transferred to PV. What what crew? Because what what's y'all crew? Oh, turn that light back on. We we got time. Keep going. Keep going. That what what crew were you a part of? Um, what's y'all the nice guys? What what is it that y'all yeah, are so part of? They were like I used to collaborate with the nice guys because they were like really the only people that I knew in Houston that was like really making music that mm-hmm. I was like real good friends with. Okay. And um, you know at PV though, like you know we was running into a lot of guys like that was like PV when I was at PV. I that was before I really met Kirko. And to be honest, nobody at PV was really making the music that I was trying to make. Like everybody was making party, for the most part, everybody was making party music. Everybody was, you know, boogieing. And I liked the music, but I wasn't making that kind of music. So like, um, I was always a huge hip hop fan. 
And it just so happened that I had a friend named Eve who was from New York that rapped. And his producers um, in the group, Todd and and, um, and Free and Candlestick, were making beats that he could rap to. And so uh, DJ Candlestick, DJ Candlestick, yeah. Okay. And um, and and we got to get this is the third Candlestick think, reference we've so. got on the pod. Candlestick's we a get ghost. Him on. Candlestick's a ghost. That's what everyone tells us He's too. A ghost. Yeah. If you could get him on a podcast. I gotta be there for that. You guys, because, you, you gotta, gotta help go us because I have to see it happen. Look, I have to look, like, you gotta help us. He sounded like a big fish, and with you being the Houston Hook mm-hmm. King, you gotta hook him in. I mean, I could, <laughs> I could call him. him. Tubo, who else? Who? A bunch of people have mentioned Candlestick to us at this point. Yeah. No, so that's like the third also, or fourth person. Also, Candlestick does not know this, but Candlestick is. My second favorite party DJ I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first is Jazzy Jeff. Mm. Now I've been to D Nice parties. I've been to Kick Capri parties. I've been to Biz Marquee party. Rest in peace. I've been, I've seen A-Track. Okay. I've seen, I've been to a few raves. I've been to a lot. I've seen uh, Just Blaze. Candlestick is my second favorite DJ. That's what's up. Who's first? DJ King Capri feel like Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Okay. King Capri likes to so hear himself talk. Nah. A lot. I, 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 no, not New York not, DJs. That's are very not a negative. Yeah. New, uh, New York DJs is as about yeah. as uh, I would say as aggressive as the stereotypes of New Yorkers yeah. in itself. You know New, what I'm saying? New York DJs are very, very different. I think uh, he has a good technical style, but um, for my taste, the one Jazzy Jeff party I went to, I was like, "Yo, I saw Jazzy Jeff on the sick. Breakfast Club too," and he said that um, he doesn't do the music that is like current. Yeah. Like he does no, his own set that works for him. If you let him do what he wants to do, you can listen to a song and figure out what he's about to transfer or transition. And I could give you a hundred guesses of what his song is going to be the next one, and you'll get it wrong every time. Wow! Mm. Wow! Like he's okay. that good. He's that good. Because you know most good. DJs, you know, you can you, know what's you hear it in yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I, I got it. I got the beat down. I know what's coming yeah. up next. Jeff is Jeff is like, like if I had anyone ask me what they would do to uh, who they could watch to start DJing, I would say watch Jazzy Jeff, and I would say. Um, take a look at Candlestick style because Candlestick, he just got a different pocket. That I okay. Like. So, okay. Yeah. Let me so ask you this. Um, let me ask you this. You was going back to you freestyling uh, in the cafeteria, singing your, 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 uh-huh. your shit about cornbread and shit like that. Um, <laughs> so when that song came out and they remixed it, what's the old lady name? Um, it was like greens, potatoes, yams, yeah. you name it. Miss Shirley Caesar. Was you like, man, I could have did that. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny about that Shirley uh, Caesar song is if you go to church in the morning, uh-huh. if your parents made you go to church uh-huh. in the morning, yeah. you heard that song. Yeah. For something similar, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something uh, similar for sure. So, for sure. John John. Yeah. John John. <laughs> for something similar. For sure. John John was sick. Yeah, all that. I love, I love Shirley Caesar. Mm-hmm. I love Shirley Caesar. She I can't believe you was the originator of that back in the '90s. You was in there singing. Okay. I was not the originator. <laughs> See, my pops used to have a, a, a 
like a remedy that he used to I say. I thought you was about to say he was in a singing group. No, I was no, not the a singing group. Bro. But he used to have his thing where he used to be like, beans and cornbread had a fight. Beans not cornbread, yeah. real or right. <laughs> he, used to have, he used to sing that shit to us to make us eat our shit. And Jerry used to, like, JC used to soak that shit up, eat up all his That's shit. That's JC swole now. And, beans and I cornbread. used to be like, man, I ain't, nigga. <laughs> that song dope, but I ain't eating that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So PV, you started making music. Yep. Um, when did you know that like this is what I'm gonna be doing? Like when when did it catch on to you? Was it the face record? Was it records that you did with Killer Collie? When did you know, all right, I got something here? Um the funny thing about music is that when you get in it and you start making music, no matter how you start making the music. What ends up happening is if you're actually even remotely good or if someone thinks that you're even remotely good, they ask you to perform it. And so so I got thrown into it. Okay. I I did the song with the nice guys. That was like December 09, January 2010. Free is looking at me drunk like, yo, are you ready to perform this? Open up for J. Cole. Free who? like. Free, uh, free 106 nice Report. No, 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 nice no, guys. Not free. Nice oh. guys. Yeah, nice guys free. Oh, shit. So, about to say. I'm like. But they did open for J. Cole, though. J. Cole's first Houston show. Very okay. first Houston the show. Very first time. Didn't I they remember, go to a college? Where did they go we first? We went to uh, the Black Student Conference at AM. AM. And yeah. then the next day, he came to, uh, to uh, House of Blues. Not House of Blues, uh, Warehouse Live. So, y'all opened. For did J. Cole. you have nerves? Like, I mean, because you never did music performances before. Yeah, it was just like you just get thrown up there. And it's like, but if you're an athlete, you understand that, like, look, it doesn't really matter how fast you are or how good you are or whatever. You're getting in the game. You're getting in the race. If you're if you're on a relay, you're about to get the baton. Mm -hmm. So everything that you thought. Like, that's my mentality of it. Everything that you, all of your anxiety about this shit. Take it to go bad. It doesn't even make any difference at this point because you're know, you in it now. You got to do it. You there. Yeah. yeah you it's there. like, it's like, like jumping out of a plane, you know, the bungee jump. Well, you you got to do it now. Because yeah. once you out, you can't get back in. Oh, I wouldn't know. So it. it's and, like. And I would never know. <laughs> yeah, but but when you look at it, when you watch it, it's like, because I've never bungee jumped either. Mm. but Or, 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 uh, or skydove or whatever. But once you jump out. Yeah, you you it ain't no lower. I'm good. Yeah. Like once you get on stage, there is no, you know, for me, there is no oh, happy day. There's yeah. none of that for me. <laughs> there's none of that for me. It's like, look, I gotta do it. And like again, I have very, very possibly unrealistic, very delusional ideas of who I am. Nah, that's how I should so be. When I, should so be. when I jump out there, I'm like, shit, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like I've run anchor leg my entire life in front of thousands of people. Yeah, cuz Texas Relays is huge, bro. Yeah, and won it. That's one of the like, biggest that's bigger than some of the national track meets. Yeah, I went to Texas Relay yeah. several times. I, I went like never to the track like, meet. Me too. Like, <laughs> I, I never made it. But to that point, track builds a lot of very individual confidences mm-hmm. in yourself. Straight up. Because there is no, 
man, if I can't, if my start ain't good, then I'm going to just have somebody else run the rest of the race right. for me. There's none of that. Yeah. My first two years, I won the Junior Olympic in the, in the 400. And I went in three events. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like there is no... When the when the gun goes off, mm. what you brought there with you is what you about to exactly get there with. That's exactly, it. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Even in football, if you just don't want to play, you could tap your helmet. You coach can come out. You can and get out the like, game. Why Jack ain't you know basketball? You could do the same thing. Mm. Track. The only thing you can do is not show up to the race. Yeah, and okay. there is none of that. Okay. So that's what it is on the stage with me. It's like I'm like to myself. I'm like, are we about to perform? Oh shit, that's cool. Um, and then I'm thinking to myself, no, like you know how to do this. Yeah. Hmm. You know how to do this. It's just that now you're about to do it in front of all types of all of these people. Thousands. Yeah. 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 And when you get there, but you realize that J. Cole is really feeling his way around too. Uh, the first thing J. Cole came out there and said after his first song in Houston, I remember this like it was yesterday. He said, uh, my manager, who's his manager now still. Um, my manager told me, yo, we got a show in Houston. And I said to myself, yo, we got fans in Houston. <laughs> and everybody yo. was like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cole didn't even have an album out. I saw I saw J. Cole when he first came out in Oklahoma. I was at uh, uh, Club Goddamn. Lexus. No. Uh, Mickey's. Rock Lounge. Rock Lounge. Rock Lounge. Okay. And it was like. It was I a didn't bar. Even know they had that many clubs in Oklahoma. No, that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> Oklahoma City. That's Oklahoma. That's and that's back it. then, it was even worse because it was like no bottle yeah. service, none of that shit. Yeah. So he performed literally like on a little, like a little stage, mm -hmm. like probably from that chair to that chair, mm -hmm. and it was like enough space, right? Like he's in the middle where that tripod is, and it was a a, a pole mm. right there. And he was like, I don't even know if this is a stripper pole or shit, but yeah. he just yeah. wrapped around it. Yeah. Like, that's where he came and from. Now he's flipping you UK know what I'm saying? Rap. It's, it's crazy. Oh, he now he's too. flipping UK rap. But yeah. back to what Jack was saying, being in the moment, so to speak, yeah. right? Uh, one time I went to jail, city jail, right? I went to county. Yeah, I went to, to city jail. And once that brother threw me in an orange outfit, <laughs> I was like, I'm here now. Mm. This is, <laughs> nobody's coming to get me. <laughs> I am here. This is what I have to deal with. Quick question: like uh, You went when you went to county. Did they tell you? Uh, did they try to knock you out and spin your butt? Yo, I saw that video, <laughs> and them dudes. Where's my camera? Which camera's <laughs> camera? You put the camera on. Is this right one, in the middle? Right, right in the middle. <laughs> Brothers, you have to stop sitting in front of that drum set. On Vlad TV, dog, and telling all your business. I don't understand it. You have to stop doing that. Mm. That I I could have gone my entire life without knowing, knowing <laughs> not knowing that niggas was in Chicago <laughs> sneaking dudes to spit loogies in the and he said ketchup and, and mustard, red, and, yeah, and, and, and flaming hots, flaming hots. Bro, I don't want none of that. None of that. But I will tell you this. I went in there for traffic warrants. I got into a car accident. Somebody rear-ended me into another car, right? I went in there for traffic warrants. I had to spend the night in there, 
right? Because it takes like 30 minutes to process you in. It takes like eight hours to process you out. Yeah, because yeah, you got to wait on the judge. Yeah. Also, no, well, no, it's not even the judge. The judge gave me time served at 10 p.m. I got oh, at 10 a.m. Okay, so now you get time served. Oh, because you was already in there. Yeah, all day. because once you plead yeah, guilty, it's just yeah, like you know yeah, you, you, you've done yeah. your, you've paid your debt to society, bro. Yeah. So I never got processed in and had to do the the thing right yeah, yeah. with the with the clothes or whatever. But you know I'm in Phil the street clothes. Real criminal then. That's what we I'm finding in the, out. I was I'm just in there for a week. I'm in a t- oh, what, for a, a week. week. Whoa, no sir, Wait, no sir, no sir. I spent sixteen hours, sixteen hard <laughs> hours in there. Thirteen hours for Oklahoma 16. City, and I was dude. I was in there, and I was trying to think of all the things that I could snitch on. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know any coke dealers? Because I bet if I give them to this nigga right now, they'll let me out on these traffic wars. They gotta let me. This This was 2014. You had just watched American Gangster. You thought you was no. That's actually what got me my Scarface skip feature. Really? Yeah. So tell that we need to hear that then. So I spend the night in jail. Right. I get out at 10 a.m. on Saturday. They had to pay no bill. I was just like, you've you've done everything you needed to do. Cool. So I get out of there. I was really looking for a nigga to snitch on, though. I was like, <laughs> he's adamant about that, that man. I could not reiterate that enough. Look, let me tell you something. When I know that y'all out here trying to spit in people butts, bro, let me tell you something. I'm telling. Don't commit no crimes with me. I'm telling. I'm telling. Casey had... Uh, sir, I ain't got nothing. Casey... <laughs> This was Maybe his idea to rob this store. With his meeting his, in my family, uh, with the the nigga with the, with the wax, right with the wax with the jeans on. Right now. Yeah, but the, yeah, he, he did it. He did it. He did it. Actually, like, oh do not God. commit no no felonies with me. I'm. We are you're going. Telling. You're a civilian. You going to jail? You're going to. <laughs> not me. Yeah, you nah, like, going to jail? You're definitely anyway, going. I'm not doing it. I'm not built for it. I'm not. They don't have no Whataburger in jail. They don't have none of that. They don't have none of that. So anyway, they gonna be like, here. Anyway. You ain't in here. You ain't no free man. Yeah. No. 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 You just another nigga out here in these streets. You know. Yeah. No. You we're ain't not no doing free that. man in here, Jack. And then like I hear all the stories I least the detail about Ali, prison, yeah, Ali, yeah. and I'm like, dog, prison is not a place. Ali story. A while, prison bro. is not a place yeah. for a human being, bro, at all. And I'm telling you that as a person that went for traffic warrants. Shout that out is to Ali Sneak, too, one of the greatest storytellers yeah. I have ever heard in my life. Man, that's the guy I, from no, 102.1. No. Right? Yeah, he's on yeah. 102 now, yeah, he but he, yeah, he's a comic all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the dopest comics. One of the greatest storytellers. Man, we need to get him. I, listen, I listen to him every day yeah. after Look, when I get out of work. I got out of there and my car is in the shop because it got. Damn near totaled out. So I'm there. I'm depressed. Sunday comes around. Uh, Steve-O, uh, recording engineer in Houston. He's also a tour manager now. He does a lot of stuff uh, uh, on the tour side now. Um, he called me and he said, yo, you trying to do this Scarface record? And I said, excuse me? And he said, wow. Scarface. And I said, nigga, yeah, absolutely. Because I also have a very wild way of like, since I was a kid, like everything that I ever said I was going to do, I did. That's what's everything. Up. That's what's um, up. So when I got to music and I was doing hooks for people, I was like, man, if I ever do a song with Face and or or Bun, like niggas can't tell me nothing in this city. Mm. And so three years, no, five years in, four years in, um, I'm getting a call about doing a Scarface record. So I was like, yeah, uh, but when we doing it though, because I don't have my car. Um, so like if I gotta get a studio, I gotta get to ride, get a ride. And this before Uber. 
this was Uber was new. Okay. But I just needed to know because like I'm not close to no studios. So yeah, like yeah, you know. Yeah. So none of the studios that they work at. So I'm like, um, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it Thursday uh in Stafford at uh James Hoover's studio. So I'm like, okay. He was like, You good? You know, you always got your car. What's up? You somewhere with your car? I said, yeah, man, I got rented into another. I, no, I said, I said, can he send me the song so I can write it? He's like, yeah, he don't really like sending songs on. Because he uh, wants you in a studio with him. Yeah, he, yeah. he don't. But he also don't like, you know, it's like people shit leaks and all that stuff. No doubt. You know, all that stuff. So I'm like, um, okay. He's like, you good though? You got your, you always got your car. I said, well, man, long story. A couple of days ago, I got rented into another car, ended up going to jail for traffic warrants. So I don't have my car right now. It's just in the shop. He said, you know, what's crazy. It's the songs about being in jail. Wow. And he said, let me call Brad real quick. So he calls Brad. He tell him, he's like, yo, he just got out of county yesterday. Mm. And he said, send it to him right now. And when the beat came on, I literally wrote that song, wrote that hook in less than five minutes. That's what's up. Mm. And then we ended up, my barber, it was my, meant one to of be. my best friends, uh, who's also my barber, uh, my shout out to my boy Rotimi. Rotimi, I said yo. From power? No, uh. <laughs> no. So Ro, I call Ro. I said man, I need a ride to the studio. I think Ro might have still been in. Um, that's hilarious, by the way. Um, but Ro might have still been in in uh, barber school. And I said, uh, yo, man, I need a huge favor for you. I need to get to the studio. Can you give me a ride? On Thursday, he's like, "Yeah, cool." I said, "You sure?" He's like, "Yeah." What else you gonna do? Yeah, straight up. And I was like, "You right." And he drove me to Stafford. Mm -hmm. He didn't live nowhere near me. He came to my house, picked me up, dropped me off there. We did the record, and that's how I met Scarface. Nah, that's wow, what's that's up. Dope. Shout out to Brad too, man. I um need to see you back on the golf course too. I know he had some health problems he, over the last. That nigga years. was golfing a month after he got his kidney. <laughs> yeah, so it, yeah, got he, a show tonight. Him and Thug. Mm. Uh, at Sugarland no, Financial. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah, that's right. Ice Cube. Sugarland yeah. Financial tonight, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Everybody said that they would want to see Ice Cube verse face that's in a, verses that's too. A very oh, good, they that's they perform it tonight. But who? Yeah. Who? Okay, let's let's get into that. Look, and then we got a few other things we want to go into too. Yeah. Those would be more quick hits. Yeah. But since we brought up face mm -hmm. and we got a musician here, mm -hmm. who wins out of face in Ice Cube? That's tough. My, that's really tough. My my bias says says Brad, but I have reasons for that. The reason why I say Scarface wins is because I could argue that there is no such thing as a bad face verse. I don't think there's ever, I don't think that's ever happened. I think that at a certain right point, Ice Cube, um, Ice Cube's performance of verses a lot of times didn't necessarily like, and I'm talking about like, 99, 2000, no, 2001, Ice Cube, like, you because know, this is around the time he's doing film. He too. started parodying himself at some point. For sure. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I think that, um, I think that Brad is, has, and I've watched Brad, like Brad is very meticulous about the way he raps mm -hmm. and his verses and stuff like that. And so because of that, from the late 80s when we heard Brad to now, yeah. he's got, Hard, like I don't think he has a bad album. I would agree. I with think that. that you could argue that Cube has 
a bad or not necessarily a bad album, but like albums that didn't hit the way his first four are like Like, the way he came out after the whole N.W.A. Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Now that we found out he was writing everything for them, too. Yeah. We didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one knew that at the time. But see, Brad was writing a lot of stuff for Bushwick. Uh, We we knew that, though. Yeah. We knew that. Yeah. But that but but. NWA is on a larger scale. That, that's what I was going to yeah, get into. Yeah. NWA went more global than Bushwick. Well, no, than um, Ghetto Boys. Ghetto Boys. Boys, yeah. They went more my, global. They my, did. Though. My unpopular argument is that NWA is bigger, but Ghetto Boys were better. Oh, I don't disagree with that. Only I don't disagree with mostly that. because they they put out more music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think rapper for rapper, like if if the if the alpha dog is in the room, right? If you if if you're if if it's KD versus for versus uh, LeBron, they the alpha dogs on the team, yeah. right? They could actually cancel each other out, mm-hmm. or one guy plays better than the other guy that night. But who's gonna right? go with Easy E? But see, Easy E is Bushwick Bill. Yeah, yeah, because all he did was was, neither one of them. They they wrote, they recited. But then they had Dre though. See, see, that's the that's the thing. They had Dre, but they had Dre, but Ghetto Boys had Face as a co-producer. They had No Joe as a producer. They had John Beto as a as a as a producer. They had Rick Rubin for an album. They had uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they NWA had the in-house guy, but NWA. I mean, uh, uh, but Ghetto Boys were get, the Ghetto Boys were really just the Southern NWA. I forgot about No Joe. Mm. You can never forget about No Joe. I did though. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Well, that's o, crazy. N-O, like No Joe is one of the most slept on producers, producers ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but that's where I would. No, I, I would got say. you. Before we go into these topics, dog, let me ask this because um, I kind of talked about it earlier. You kind of re- reinvented yourself, your image. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I knew of you, like, when you had the, the heavy Twitter following, even when we did the the boutique, like I said, you had the Goin' Brothers hat, you know, with the, the, uh, the, the I, I think it was like a yellow, you may have wore like a yellow motorcycle jacket, I'm not sure, well, I can't remember, but. I had a you, motorcycle jacket at the Goin' Yeah, but you, you, you know, you was like one. the. The the ups, like, like the R and B motif. Now mm-hmm. you know I've been I've been noticing yeah. that you kind of ch- you changed your image. Is that like something that that was brought to you, or you just did it yourself? It's not conscious. I think at some point I was just like, you know what, I don't really feel like wearing all that right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. is it because I still wear the hats, and I still um, part of the issue with the hats though is that once I grew my hair out, it um, some of those hats don't fit. Yeah. So, uh, but I still have them. So, like, I still rock them and I still do my thing with them. But uh, I just have like so many different styles that I just, I just, I really just wake up and be like, I'm gonna just wear this today. <laughs> it was a two part yeah. question mm-hmm. because I also want to get with you being in R and B now, like back in the day, the image, mm-hmm. the the uh, I guess the lyrics, you know, the melody and all that was like a, a a high priority. Yeah. Now you seeing like the R and B in my from right. my um perspective, it's kind of been watered down. Uh-huh. You got you got um I can't remember the last like true R and B outside of Lucky Day. Yeah. Uh Dream. Lucky Day, uh what's his what's my guy name? Give you Give you But what's um, um 
Shit. Gallant. Gallant, yeah. I like like him. Um, It's only a few, like, that just really, like, vocalists and, like, you know, just really on their image and, you know, types. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of an inspiration to, like, not more so much an inspiration, more like a... um, Influence. A push, influence, influence to like go that route and go against and, and maybe, to what you probably and I know. Piggyback and we'll we'll stay there too. Because most R and B acts started doing pop records. Yeah, like if you think about Jason Derulo, those are, those are pop records. They're not R and B. So, like I always tell people is when I get into when I got into music, nobody was listening to R and B. There was nowhere to play it. There was nowhere to like if you went on one hundred and two, it was just a lot of older um, music. Um, that was like classic stuff. But at that time, there were no real R&B artists. Like all the R&B artists that we knew that were popping at that time started making end of, um, EDM and house music because that's where the that's where the, the, mm. ba- the bag was. That You had Usher, oh my God, I'm yeah. so in. You had- uh, Well, I am. We had one, you had, had uh, Neo was doing it. Yeah. Uh, you had- uh, Chris Brown was doing yeah. it. Like everybody was doing EDM. But you music. had women artists though that were doing R and B. Yeah, Floetry, Lettucey. Yeah, they um, were doing Trichette it. Michelle, yeah, like those. Michelle. But Jasmine when you think Sullivan. about it, there was only really one place that you could really hear any of that stuff. Like it, it was just maybe one hundred and two, and then maybe you could get lucky and find the Soul Train Awards. But like that's true, you know. But like at that time, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, everything was rap, everything was hip hop. Yeah, and then it got, and then it's, and then it maneuvered into a well you can't in order for you to have a hit now you need a an r&b hook and now r&b niggas is back Mm. you know what i'm saying so to your question um i really just i've been more so concerned with making the best music that i know how to make no matter what anybody else was necessarily doing because I don't really feel like there's anybody that sounds like me and I don't really feel like as far as my skill set I don't feel like every I don't feel like everybody can do all the things that I can do Mm -hmm. so I really just cared about making great music and and just making the shit that feels good to me you know what I'm saying because like what ends up happening is that we end up, a lot of guys just end up trying to make the music that um, that they think everybody else is gonna like, or they try to get the cheat code in and whatever the cheat code is at that moment in time, and they try to just make that. And I'm like, nah, I'm I'm here to make great music at all times, and and I always want to make the music that appeals to the five senses. First, it got to sound good, but then it has to also feel good. And when it feels good, you you start thinking about the way um, things smell and the way things taste. You want to hear good music while you're, you want to hear music with your wife while y'all are eating great food and and uh, and looking good. Mm-hmm. Y'all not y'all not gonna wear y'all not gonna wear your house clothes to the steakhouse, right? So you want to look good, you want to smell good, you want to feel good. The food got to taste good. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about the last time y'all went on a date to a new restaurant and the food was trash. 
that sucks, right? <laughs> it's not a good experience. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? It's it's and or uh think about the one date you went on in your life where the girl you went on a date with was dress trash. Mm. I don't think or about the guy it. you went on the date with nah. was dressed trash. See, you know once I saying? got married, I don't think about dates like that. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because you know, you've they, never they been they on done. a date until until <laughs> you met your wife, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? saying? I've but been, like, on, just I've think been about on dates time. before my wife. Yeah, I mean, like, I've been on dates, but like, just, but just think about <laughs> just think about how that feels. No doubt, when something is just off. No doubt, this brother knows what he's talking about. He does, no doubt. When something is off, you got to make sure you know it throws up the whole. Well. Rick Ross. Rick Ross, Rick Ross will take you to you a place sure. yeah. to where you, you feel smell, like you can smell the wing stop. Yeah. You can smell and the weed. You can feel yeah. like you're a luxury and riding in a Corolla. I was not eating at rallies until he mentioned rallies. That's straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Rallies. That, like for real. Rallies and, uh, and checkers. Yeah. Oh, the checkers. Yeah, yeah. Checkers. Okay. The same thing though. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got it's okay. like Hardy's and uh and Carl Jr. So your got most you. recent pro or your most recent album, at least and we went through the back catalog too. Um, your most recent album though was 2018, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you got to be cooking up something now. And I know as an artist, you probably um, are very um, critical of yourself. Like mm-hmm. I could imagine you've probably got something in the tuck already, but to you, it probably don't sound the way you want it to sound. Like, or are you ready to put out a project, you know, four years later going into 2022? Oh, we got a, I got a record coming in a couple of weeks. Okay. And, um, okay. Um, I'm just trying to lock in like the small details of everything. Um, but I got I got a song coming out in a couple of weeks. I've been working on this album for like over a year. Wow. And um started around January last year. And um at that moment you think that like, okay, I think I've recorded all the music I can record, but if you just keep going. And if you get with other producers and stuff like that, you just get pulled into some doing some other yeah. shit. And it and it and then you might ask them like, okay, but these are dope too. Like these are not only dope, but these are better than better, what you got. Better yeah. than better than a lot of the stuff I have, and better than what I'm hearing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You like, compare and I, yourself yeah. to what's out. And yeah, it's not yeah, even. Yeah. And and I even shouldn't say better than what I'm hearing, but not what I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? It's the the void that needed to, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing that is, you got to occupy a lane that nobody else is in because we can all be R&B singers, right? But if we're all doing the same thing, we can't all be Chris Brown. Straight up. We can't all be Usher. Straight up. We can't all be, um, you know, uh, Michael Jackson. We can't all, we can't, we can't all be that. Mm-hmm. We got to stand in the gap of like you got to find the gap and stand in it. And so who then, would be your influences then? Um, one of my bigger influences has always been D'Angelo. Yeah, I can um, see that. I can hear that too. I've I, always been yeah. Like yeah, I, I can I can hear it now. It was crazy. I met George Clinton last year and um the, the we, funk. Yeah, the, okay. yeah. So we were doing, that one, we right? were rehearsing. Yeah, I was right. rehearsing with Scarface. I was rehearsing with Scarface and he walked in and he was, because they invited him to come out. So we done, we we do the thing, the whole rehearsal. And he's like, man, y'all was jamming. And he's like shaking everybody's hand. And he looked at me, he said, D'Angelo. And I, I said, it. damn. And D'Angelo to me, like D'Angelo to me is like so much better than me because he's a, he's a all around musician. He's just amazing. And he's a guy that I really would like to 
model certain parts of my R&B game after. Um, That's the nigga with the, he had no shirt and shit on. Yeah. How does it feel? How um, does it feel? I like this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, D'Angelo. Um, always been a Donny Hathaway fan. He's my favorite artist okay. of all time. Okay. Um, Stevie. Um, I really like PJ Morton. Um, no, okay, so don't wait. Hold on, but these are my wife's favorite. These are different yeah. people, though. Like, yeah, you know like, like very none of them people. are. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's, none of but, them are the same. But that's the thing, though. Like, I'm a ball player, so if I were to build the perfect receiver, straight up, who do you, how do you Frankenstein straight that? Up. Right. Up. So, like, how do you how do you take what you know? Like everybody always compared me to like John Legend and and Anthony Hamilton and stuff like that, right? A lot of the stuff that I've been doing lately is to make sure that no one compares me to them. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like them. No, nah, I got you. I, we got but you. but so that people can say, okay, yeah, he nah, can go a, outside the box, or that's a different nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like he he ain't just this. He's he can do lots of things, mm-hmm. which is why I like to do hooks for a lot of people yeah yeah because yeah. i can stretch out and do what i want to do and still be within the realm of of what they like as far as the artist himself and making a good song but you know because like even with the kiki thing like with, with kiki he was like yeah just do what you're gonna do because and then i'll rap I'll fill in the gap yeah. yeah he'll fill in the gap and yeah. then i said are you sure i was like yeah well he didn't know i was gonna write a verse so i wrote a verse yeah. <laughs> and when I came out, everybody was looking at me like, "That's different." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I like doing stuff before. I I don't really like having input on it for before I do it. Right for nut for you anything like I do, I like for anything I'm doing. Hey, if I tell you, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, I've already decided I'm doing it. Mm. Gotcha. So that makes like. Sense. So that's just kind of how I but run. But that goes to your original statement. And here, in, in here in a moment, mm-hmm. you're going to tell the people where they can find you and what you got coming mm-hmm. um, down the pipe. But yeah. you go to your original point where you said, I can do anything I say I'm going to do. Yeah. So if you've said it, you already got it in the works. Yeah. Like to me, that that's the epitome of what you've already said in this interview. That yeah. If I, I say it, I'm him. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I got one last question for him. Um, anybody that you work with, well, you've been wow. Studio with this guy, uh, Jermaine Dupree, <laughs> and we did so. We that's a big deal. So, Shit. I'm in the studio with, with Brian Michael Cox, mm. who is, I mean, you <laughs> so like I'm in there. So, that was the first one, really. Like, it was one of those. Well, Brad was really the first one, Scarface was really the first one. But then I got in the studio with uh, B. Cox, and then I go to Atlanta, and I'm in the studio with him, and then Jermaine is in there. That's what's And up. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, because I'm thinking, like, it's money ain't a thing. It's jump. This. It's dubbed. That's everybody. Yeah, Escape, all of this. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. And so, like, now, for the record, it wasn't my session, so I wasn't there to work with JD, okay. but I'm in the room watching him do what he does and I'm understanding how JD becomes who he is mm. like because oh this is how you get there mm. like this is what you do to get there right mm. 
this is your process. This is how you, and and so like you, and you realize when you're around people like that, they're like, you know, a person like that can have hits in three different decades at this point because four different decades now, because he got a number one with Ari. Straight up. Uh, the 2010s era, he had something that was you can't, yeah, killing. Plenty. And then yeah. 2000 era was his, basically. You know what I'm saying? Usher, Mariah, Mary J. Yep. Like, that was his era. You know what I'm saying? And in the 90s, he was just like, you know, being, yeah. being you know what I'm saying? And in the you, 80s, he was pop-locking with Houdini. Right. So, like, you don't get to that level of making a hit at least a hit or two every decade That's 40 years. without living in that motherfucker. That's 40 years. Like you, this is, this is what I do. You know, JD can do other things. Yeah. You know, he's a smart guy, but when you, Dr. Dre is the same way. Like, no, this is the thing that got me here. And Straight this up. is what I do. Mm, That's how up. LeBron can average 30 a game at, 35. at 37. Yeah, 30, whatever and he, he like, no, I've been doing this since I was a baby. I'm you know trying to see how he reeled in Janet Jackson. That's what I want to be around for. Let uh, me ask this, though. Okay, so with you, you saying that you got some new stuff that you you, you bringing out. Mm -hmm. My question as a, a huge R&B <clears throat> fan, can we bring back talking on tracks? <laughs> In the interludes, yeah. I want you the remember too. when, like, in, I especially know. Yeah. the deep voice dude from Boys, Boys to Men. Men. Yeah, he used to have it a lot. Well, he sorry. had the simplest verse. Ever. <laughs> Please don't give me for all the wrong. He I'm had done. the simplest verse. Didn't even sing. I didn't knew even you sing. Yeah. I knew you was cheating on me, but <laughs> like he didn't even sing. <laughs> like, he didn't even why? sing. Yeah. Yeah. but that's what we. I feel like that's what's that's needed what in yeah. R and B. You know, I don't have that no more. I need that. But you know what you call him did it, and and y'all kind of clowned her for it. LMA. Nah, but it was, but it wasn't the same. No, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. It okay, okay. Not the same, but it wasn't the same. It's different but when it's men. To me, know, like it, I, just, I, yeah, it's different. I don't want to hear bring. What they call it, Cockney? Is that oh what it's called? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that the, the, the term of it? Hello, mate. Like that's I, yeah. they call it. The, I, I've yeah, never heard that term before in my look, life. I like that. Excuse, I'm, excuse I'm, me. I'm, cockney. Look, cockney. I'm all for Cockney. I am all for talking on the record. Okay. I'm just probably not going to do it. No, you need to get someone to Man, come we, in the voice. No, over. if you need somebody, like we, you, you be saying something, and then I just pop in. No, you're not hey, doing it. No. Hello, no. ladies. <laughs> it's, we got Casey. Look at his you going to talk like that? You going to talk like that? Look at his fit. Look at his fit. With the taco meat out. That boy got the taco meat out. He got the ground beef on you, Val Venus. Hello, ladies. Yo, Val Venus was wild. Yeah. Yeah, when you think about the the attitude era of of wrestling, WWE, they no, got away WCW. with the, no it was WWF, They got away with so many things that His could never promo happen. Before he even became a wrestler, he was wow. like, "Hey, hello, ladies, this is Big Valboski." You heard of Saving Private Ryan with my new video. Saving Ryan's private. I remember that. Yo, he used to get out there and strip before. Yo, Val Venus was unsung hero. So let's let our brother out. Let's put the camera on our brother. All right. Tell the people what to expect from you next and where they can find you. And then before we leave, we want to know why you're off Twitter. So go. Because they can't find them on Twitter. So tell, tell the people where they can find you, what you got uh, next, and then why you're off Twitter. Instagram, I am Jack Freeman. 
uh, Facebook. I hardly ever use Facebook, but Jack Freeman Music. Uh, I'm on TikTok. I think it's I am Jack Freeman. Uh, I am. What other social media am I on? Oh, I you know what I need to start utilizing more? TikTok. Uh, no. Um, there's another app that. Uh, Reddit. No, um, Reddit's terrible. I don't know why people use YouTube, Reddit. YouTube, Facebook Messenger. No, I'm on YouTube though. Uh, Jay Freeman. No, um, watch out, watch out. I forget the name of it, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll come back to that. Okay. But, um, but I'm on YouTube. Jay Freeman TV is the channel. Um, actually, if you go to my Instagram and you hit the link in my bio, you can find <laughs> you me find everywhere. Him. Okay. Um, and then what's next for you? And then closing out. Why are you off Twitter? New song coming soon. Uh, hopefully some shows coming soon. Hopefully in a city near you if you're not in Houston. Um, I'm not on Twitter because in 2020, I called Jason Wood like a coon. And he reported me. I got suspended. I had another page because I was promoting my EP at the time. And I was doing that. And then um, the day after the Super Bowl in 2021, um, I tried to tweet and everything was shut down. And they said it's because I created another page to avoid permanent suspension, which I never knew that I was under permanent suspension. But this is around that time, that wave when like they got Donald Trump the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, they was and then the they speech. was like getting everybody out of there. Yeah, so so if Elon if Elon decides to change some things, then maybe I'll come back. I actually feel better without Twitter because I don't really get to see none of that, um, none of these terrible arguments that people be having every two months. I don't, I don't, I never got into all that. I just stay in my um, you know, maybe y'all can start a free Jack Freeman. uh, We will. uh, We'll start. uh, Definitely got to. Yeah. So, so um, let let's th- uh, thank you for everybody that put some money on my books while I was tweeting. Irony of saying free Jack, Jack Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all the boondocks when you were like, he all that that Catch white dude once looked. Yeah, he'd be like, hey, uh, free man. <laughs> <laughs> like he always <laughs> emphasized that free man. I like this shit though. I gotta come back, man. Nah, man, we appreciate like nah, brother. What y'all Jack doing next bro. Sunday? I'll come next Sunday. <laughs> man, you are, you more than welcome anytime. <laughs> y'all tap in with our brother. I am Jack yeah. Freeman. Make sure that y'all go follow him. Um, people gonna tap into your music and they gonna comment under our YouTube I'm on what it. they think. So let's just make sure. Cold blooded. I've been. I you think I, I've been drinking way too much. I've been drinking much, way baby. too much. Look, Let me put my chest up. Let me tell y'all I've something about you. I've been drinking way too much <laughs> for too oh, long. No. All right. All right. Yeah. Look, let me tell y'all something. All you YouTube commenters, first of all, I think y'all are menaces anyway. They are. They y'all really are menaces. Are. Like, I don't understand commenting on their YouTube page, but, but any nigga that think my music is trash is probably still a virgin. Man, that's been episode one. Well, you heard it first. You heard it here. We out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>